I'm Lauren. And I'm Steph. And this is I've Been Meaning to Ask You. All right, how was your Thanksgiving, Lauren? It was pretty awesome. Um, Yeah, like I said, we went to Alex's parents' house and celebrated with his family. And for most of them, it was their first Thanksgiving. Um, So that was really cool. And they were all really enthusiastic about it and like really, you know, celebrating. And I don't know, it was just a really nice feeling. It felt like, yeah, uh, a family holiday, you know? And a lot of times holidays here, it's like they're nice and I, I have a good time, but it doesn't feel like the same holiday as at home because it's celebrated differently here or something, you know? So yeah, it was just nice to have that like real Thanksgiving feeling and be with family and uh, yeah, it was a really good time. The turkey turned out well. All the food was awesome. So yeah, it was a really nice time. Did anyone play card games with you? No. But to be honest, after after food, I was exhausted and I just laid on the couch and I didn't fall asleep, but I did rest my eyes for a little <laughs> while, <laughs> uh, I have to admit. And then we actually put the parade on. So um, wow. yeah, we found it on YouTube and we actually watched the whole parade, which I think was like three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't seen it in years, years and years. So, um, they kept asking me questions about it. I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know any of this. Also, they kept asking me questions about like the commercials and they're like, oh, is this typical? Oh, is this, what does this mean? What is this? I'm like, I don't know. I live here with you guys. I know as much about these, these products as you do. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was funny though. Like it's always interesting to hear what they what they notice and what they find interesting mm-hmm. that you're like, "Oh, I didn't even pay attention to that." So, yeah. Well, before we wrap up Thanksgiving talk, we are recording on Giving Tuesday. So, we're going to link in the show notes something called Amazon Smile. If you use this link and sign up and sign up with your Amazon, some of the Whenever you purchase on Amazon, I think it's like 0.5% of the money you just spent will get donated to the American Cancer Society. And it's not an additional cost to you. So everyone should go use this link and sign up on sign up with their Amazon and give back on this Giving Tuesday. But it'll be Thursday. Yeah, it's okay. It still counts. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, and it's also not anything that we get. It's just any any of the proceeds that come from that go directly to the American Cancer Society. If you do feel like giving to us, though, <laughs> on this uh, on this um, I don't know Giving Thursday. By the time you hear this, we also have a Patreon, and if you become one of our patrons on there, you can get a sticker of our logo or also a mug with our logo on it. And we're going to be posting, um, hopefully it works, uh, video recordings of our podcast too. So you can see us recording. Um, So if you can't get enough of the podcast or you're like, wow, I love listening to this, but I wish I could see it too, then check out our Patreon. 
What a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like both of those segues were like really well done. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of segues, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> I have been meaning to ask you about COVID. Uh, I know it's not quite as fun of a topic as our last two, but um, at least here, especially right now, it's becoming even more relevant again. And I really want to ask you about your experience. So first of all, um, think back, if you can, it feels like a million years ago. To the very beginning of all of this, I want to ask you how you first realized that this was a serious situation or like how you first realized what was happening. I would say, so the very beginning, no one really knew what was going on. It was kind of a joke. Our My high school got shut down when there were only like two cases in our area or state or something like that. And it started like, it started off as kind of funny because like, we would wear masks when we went to the grocery store, but then mom would wear gloves and we were like, oh, oh mom's busting out the gloves. Like it was just kind of funny. <laughs> but I think it became serious when we went and like when not only school was shut down, but our state went into lockdown. That mm-hmm. was, it was super frustrating because a lot of the kids I went to school with were not, <laughs> like their parents were not making them stay at home and quarantine and they were Posting mm-hmm. about it, like, gosh, I'm, I know I'm not the only person that felt that frustration, but it was so frustrating because my parents were keeping us home. I mean, we still got to, we still went to, like, I think the stores and stuff like that. Like, they didn't make it, like, mm-hmm. and we went outside and I was, we were allowed to go hammocking and, yeah. But for the, for the most part, we did not see anybody or do anything or see family or, so that was when it was, like, <laughs> Like we basically spent March through June at home. So that was mm-hmm. when it became something that seemed actually serious. And then, you know, you hear like we were hearing more about it on the news and it was just kind of all that anyone was talking about or hearing about at the at the time. Yeah. So I was just going to ask if there was like one moment where you were like, okay, this is real or just kind of the buildup as things came out? Yeah, I wouldn't say one moment. Maybe there was. I'm just, I can't remember. But I just know that when our state was shut down, when we finally were like out of lockdown, like it wasn't, there wasn't like a curfew. I don't know. I, I feel like we had a curfew. I feel like I remember that. But like when that wasn't a thing anymore, then it was such a, it was such a relief. So I just know that the whole time that we were like in lockdown, like mandated by our state, that was that was super stressful, and that felt super like nothing like that had ever happened to, to us to our parents. Yeah, so it was something that seemed super super serious and scary. So, did you have a moment like that? Yeah, I had a really specific moment um, where I realized it was real. Um, maybe even two, but uh, a couple weeks before we went into lockdown here, um, I have a friend who is from Paris and we were going to visit her family. And I had never been, I've been to Paris before, but I'd never been to visit her family. And we were really excited. Um, 
the train ride was awful, but I can talk about that some other time. Uh, and I think it was as soon as we got there, we had tickets to the Louvre and please <laughs> just don't ask me to repeat that or pronounce it differently. Anytime French <laughs> words come up, I get so nervous. Um, but yeah, the like huge art museum and we went there and I had never been there before. It was my first time. I was really excited. And then I'm looking around and there are a ton of people wearing masks. And I was like, okay, that's really weird. And that was the point in Europe where it was basically just Italy. Italy had a COVID problem. It was very serious there. Um, we all knew this, but you know, it was still so new that we had no idea what to expect. We had no idea how to prepare or that we should prepare. You know, I mean, scientists and much smarter people did, I'm sure. But um, the rest of us were basically just living like normal. So when I got to this big museum and I saw a bunch of people wearing masks, I was like, okay, are they crazy or is something happening here? Mm -hmm. And it was actually a bunch of Italian high school students that were there and that were wearing masks. And I don't know if it was like required from them or what the deal was, but that's when it really hit me that something was happening. And yeah, the next day the museum went into lockdown. It was shut down. So. Wow. See, yeah. I don't think I had a moment like that because we went from high school to seeing nobody. Like one, like just a random Friday was the day school shut, like shut, got shut down and everyone was just like, everyone was excited. We we're like, Oh my gosh, we don't have to, we don't have to go to school on Monday. But after that, it was, it was like, so it just went from like completely normal to seeing nobody. So it was yeah. not like, I didn't even get the chance to go and like see people wearing masks or whatever, have that same okay. experience. Yeah. It, it really felt like in a movie where they're warning you, like, something's coming and everyone's just doing their normal stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was really crazy. And then when I got home, um, Alex went to Austria for the weekend and oh, I remember they this. ended up, yeah, <laughs> they ended up leaving early because like everything was shutting down there and on the way back, um, there were all these signs on the highway, like you're coming from a risk area, you need to go into quarantine. And so he had to stop while still in Austria to get um, like food and stuff for us to quarantine. And like I obviously quarantined too because we didn't know what the rules were then. We didn't know anything. Um, and so he stopped at like a grocery store in Austria and there was toilet paper and we were already running out of toilet paper here because people were already starting to freak out in advance. Mm -hmm. And so he took a picture of like they were bringing in this huge pallet of toilet paper and he took a picture and sent it to me as a joke like, oh, great, we've got toilet paper. Mm -hmm. And the guy who was like carrying the, the like employee who was stocking the toilet paper was like, please don't post that to social media. People will go insane. Like it'll go crazy mm -hmm. here. And he's like, no, no, no. Like I'm not doing that. It's just for my yeah. girlfriend. But yeah, then I had to run to the grocery store before he got back and our quarantine started and also try and buy a bunch of groceries for the two-week quarantine. 
So for us, it was also like, okay, everything is semi-normal and now we're totally shut down. And we were like the first people to really lock down because of it. I remember that weekend that Alex went to Austria because I remember you were on the phone with mom and like panicking, like saying how you had to go and like get all this stuff because now you have to quarantine. And I think I asked, like, we were like, mom and I were like, okay, like, what do you have? Like, what do you still need? And I think I asked you, like, do you guys have toothpaste? And you were like, crap, like, did I buy toothpaste? Or it was like something like that. Yeah. I, it was just such a, like, I remember you were just in such a frenzy, like, understandably, like, you, no one knew how long that was going to be for. And no yeah. one wanted to have no one wanted to have to take more trips to the store than they had to and be around more people. And you have to remember here, we have to carry all of our groceries. So I was alone with just like my big pink grocery bag that I always carry. And I had to try and fit enough stuff in it for two weeks in like in within an hour, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, it was pretty stressful. Luckily our work had, like already sent us home. So I was already working from home um, just like as a precaution. Uh, So I had my computer and everything. I didn't have to worry about like, okay, how am I going to work now? But yeah, it was, it was a lot all at once. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So what's it? So you said it's getting more like problematic there. Like what's the current status now? Like you're clearly not in lockdown, but But like, what's going on? Like, are you going to go into lockdown soon? I don't know. Um, The situation is really confusing right now. Um, So uh, maybe I can just kind of summarize what it's been. Um, Mm -hmm. Basically, like right after we, Alex and I, had to go into quarantine, very shortly after that, we had our first lockdown. And that was, I think, six weeks of really like everything totally closed, just grocery stores. And then after that, um, things loosened a little bit, but like very slowly. And then summer was pretty good. We could do a lot of stuff, but like we've had a mask mandate the entire time. So we've always had to, except for at the very beginning where like there weren't enough masks and, you know, that was kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. But, um, the winter always gets bad again. So they warned us from the very beginning that there would be a second wave last winter. And there was, and we ended up going into like an eight month lockdown or something like that. Wow. It was really bad. Um, so yeah, at first it was like lockdown light. Uh, so like restaurants and things were closed and then it just got stricter and stricter And yeah, then you pretty much couldn't really do anything. Um, And I don't know, maybe other people were doing stuff. We slash I took it very seriously, so we didn't do anything. Um, Yeah. And then things were better again. And now it's like we have the highest numbers we've ever had. Um, like way, way higher than either of the first two waves. Mm -hmm. And the death toll is also much higher than it's ever been. And so we've had these rules here like 2G and 3G, which translates to like 3G is 
You can do certain things like go to a restaurant or something if you've been vaccinated, tested negative, or you've recovered from COVID. And then that's the rule up to like a certain level of incidences of COVID. And then if it gets more serious, then it's 2G. And so only like tested or no, only recovered or vaccinated people can do certain things. And so this whole time they've been saying like, there's not going to be another lockdown for vaccinated people. They'll still have the privilege to go do certain things. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to be the case because the situation is really serious and we have a lot of cases now. So things are just like, yeah, getting more and more serious. I mean, even for Thanksgiving, like everyone got their booster shot beforehand and everyone um, got a test beforehand. Uh, but that was probably, they were like, okay, yeah, good thing that we're doing this because who knows if we're going to be able to celebrate Christmas together this year Mm -hmm. because things, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's super, super unfortunate. And right now we're kind of between governments and I'm not like deep into German politics. It's hard for me to follow sometimes still, but I don't think that that's really helping that the old government is leaving and the new government is coming in, but it's not like finished yet. And it's kind of all in limbo, or at least that's how it seems to me. And I don't think that helps the situation. Yeah, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's, yeah, it's super unfortunate that things are getting so bad. And that's unfortunately kind of how it also is here. Um, I think mom, mom just told me she heard this stat that if our state was its own country, we would have the highest number of, I'm not sure, something related to COVID, like whether it's the number of tests we're taking or positive cases or people dying, something like that. Um, we would have the highest rate in the entire world. Like if we were our own country, we would have the highest of any country. So things are really bad here. And, you know, my university is sending out a lot of, like they send out a weekly, um, like tune in on Friday, like our president always goes and like talks about COVID on like a Zoom, I think. Um, I'm not really sure. So like they're always talking about it and they send out a lot of emails. Like remember, like before you travel, get tested before, you know, when you come back, get tested and things like that. And also just that now that it's winter and a lot more is getting moved indoors, like keep social distancing, like wear masks, even when it's not like, even when you think you don't have to like just a, like just urging people to be more cautious than they are. And Oh my gosh, there <laughs> it was, I was, it's so hard because it's like, yeah, we're, you know, we're at in-person school and we're super fortunate to have that. But I feel like people don't, <laughs> don't realize how like people are forgetting how bad it is here, which is crazy mm-hmm. considering where I go to school and like we just had a football game this weekend and they rushed the field and I was I wasn't there I was at home watching the game but I just was looking and I was like oh my gosh I was like I vaccinated or not I was like this is why yeah. our school is such a hot like our city this I heard that my city right now is such a hot spot the CDC is studying it <laughs> and oh, I was God. like well, here's your answer. It's a college town. <laughs> That's why it's yeah. such a hot spot. But I was like, this, I was like, why is that not like, why are they not mandating masks? Like, 
in our stadium. Like, I don't, I don't know. There's just a lot of things like, and it's kind of interesting. We were just talking about um, the other day in my philosophy class, we were talking about conformity and Mm -hmm. now I'm getting a little off topic, but we were talking about like, we're in the zoom and just like give an example of conformity. And I said, the fact that everyone has their cameras off right now, like me and one other guy are like the only two people that always leave our cameras on. And so she was like, She's like, yeah, there's so many things at this school that people conform to. She's like, what you wear, Mm -hmm. how you act, if you wear a mask at the stadium. She's like, that is all like just mimicking the people around you. And it's so unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't just use our own common sense or make decisions for ourselves. So much of what we do is just what is everyone else around me doing? I'll copy that too, Mm -hmm. regardless of what it is. And yeah, if, if you're talking about like a matter of public health, that's probably not the smartest way to handle things. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's very unfortunate and it's very, it's very scary. Like I got the flu over Thanksgiving break and that was the first time I had to take a COVID test and sitting there waiting for it was so stressful. Like I had been, like I'd never had to take a test before and it was super, super That was scary. your first test? Mm-hmm. I haven't lucky. I had to yeah. take a test just to come see you guys. Not just to come. I mean, that's a huge thing. It makes sense that I have to get tested, but oh man, it's not fun. Yeah. See, I haven't had to do anything like that. I haven't done anything big like that. And I haven't really been sick since everyone's been wearing masks. But mm-hmm. for the first time, I live in a city with 50,000 people and I got the flu. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, it was so scary to like, uh, it's just so scary to have your health put in the hands of other people, but I guess that's exactly how everyone's probably feeling right now. And that's the case every single day, like even in normal times. And yeah. that's how I feel every time. I mean, that's I think why I have a lot of anxiety about driving is because that's how I feel every time I get in a car is that my entire life is in all of these strangers' hands and if they do something stupid or reckless, who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. I have another question for you. Um, okay. I feel like you have been experiencing this at a really, I don't want to say interesting, uh, yeah, interesting or unfortunate time. Oh, that's what I had to tell you. I'm sorry. I have to <laughs> I have to take a sidebar. Um one of my friends was just home and she was listening she listened to the podcast and she texted me. She was like, "Oh my god, your sister is so right. Those hydro flasks were everywhere." <laughs> <laughs> it was she was like, "It was so weird." She's like, "I was like with a few people and every single person was drinking out of a water bottle and I was the only loser with a glass, like a normal <laughs> water glass." <laughs> So apparently this is a really big thing. Yeah, tell her they're still here. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I still see them literally every single day. They're, I don't think they're like as much of a meme anymore or like a joke, but I think it's still pretty funny. Conformity. Yeah. Conformity. You're right. Yeah, it all mm-hmm. comes full circle. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, I just had to <laughs> – you drinking water made me think of that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so like – this whole thing started when you were still a junior, um, but COVID was basically around the entirety of your senior year. So I just wanted to ask you what that experience was like being a senior going through 
the pandemic? Like, what did you miss because of it? Or like what kind of things had to change, like prom and stuff like that? There was a lot in the beginning. So the first, we started off senior year hybrid. So meaning that half the school came like two days a week, half like three days a week, and then two days a week, and then we'd switch the next week or something like that. I don't remember how it worked exactly. But so my first day of school was actually the second day of school. And I was, I was a part of a group called Senior Squad. So we were basically like the pep squad of our school. And on the first day of school, we have like a red carpet for people to, you know, walk into school. And like we're outside, like having a good time, like inviting people into school. And I remember like okay. thinking that that was <laughs> – this is related. I remember just thinking that that was super – it it was – the year before when I was a juniors and we did the senior squad did the same welcome. It was super exciting, but this year it was really sad. It was like, we're, I feel like I, I felt like I was acting. I was like, no one is excited for this. Like we, yeah, we were excited to be back at at least have some in-person time. It, that was very exciting, but it definitely like starting off the year, it didn't have the same, uh, energy that I did going into junior year, which I was also very excited for. So, but then there were a lot of things throughout the year that were super different. So no homecoming at all. I, it was, I joined cheer my senior year. And so that I'm really glad I did because otherwise I would not have been able to go to like any of the games because all (laughs) of the players and cheerleaders only had like two tickets to give out to go to the games and that's how you got to go. You couldn't um, just, you couldn't just buy them. So students were always asking like me and like other cheerleaders and football players, like if they could go to like to have our tickets to go to the game. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was just something that was weird. It wasn't like you couldn't just plan with your friends, like, Hey, we're going to the game. It was selective and it was the same people every time because the same people brought their friends and family. Um, we didn't have a normal prom. We only had dinner. So there was no, um, there was no dancing. They did like, we went, we ate dinner, they announced court and then everyone pretty much left. Okay. Yeah. That was super sad because we didn't get a junior prom and like, it was still nice to be able to have something related to prom and it, we know, like dress up and take pictures and everything. Yep, we did. It we did all that. So, so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, we did all that, and it, it was still super, super fun. It was a great weekend, but it was, it was sad because we never. Just looking back, it's sad that we never got a full prom. And I like dancing, so I was sad. But, um, but the actual school part was. So many parts were frustrating, and so many parts were okay you know, frustrating. Some teachers had the mentality that like, you know, giving a quiz at home is too easy for you to cheat. So they teach. So we had to learn online and then we take quizzes in person. And it was like, Mm -hmm. I only get, and in college, it's very different. A quiz for me is like 10 minutes. And then I still have an hour and 20 minutes of class in high school. A Mm -hmm. quiz is like the whole hour. (laughs) So at least at my school. So it was very frustrating to have only like, let's say you had, you know, two days a week of in-person that week 
and you're spending one of them taking a quiz for your class, you're like, this isn't, mm-hmm. this isn't helping me. This isn't the best way to spend my time. If I'm in person, that's when I learn the best. I need to be learning on that day, not taking a quiz. But then it's yeah. like, you still have to, you still need grades. You still have to take the quizzes. So there was a lot of really frustrating things. Um, but also there, it was a lot less pressure <laughs> having, having a lot of class online and, or on, you know, some teachers would zoom for part of the hour then let you go work. Some would zoom the whole time, no matter what it looked like. It was, it was super easy. They really, I think our like admin was really stressing like, Oh, this is hard for kids. Like don't go too hard on them. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. teachers actually took that to heart and didn't make it super stressful and like a super heavy workload. Um, okay. I don't think I, I would still say I learned a lot though. I'm, I was pretty much in APs anyway, so we still had to stay on pace and still had to get ready for this test. So still definitely learned a lot, but it was just a much more relaxed environment because I was learning at home in my pajamas in my room. Yeah. That's how I've been working for the last year and a half. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if that, like, obviously that experience is going to affect every single student differently. Um, but I wonder if that somehow, yeah, like made you guys more responsible somehow because you have to just like be diligent enough to actually participate and yeah, actually be there and, you know, show up. Yeah, I think it definitely affected a lot of kids. Mom and I were just talking about this too, actually, how I like, I looked down, like, this is just not what the year I'm having is not at all what I thought college would be like. I thought it would be exciting (laughs) and easy Mm -hmm. to meet people. But I look down my hall and every door is shut. Everyone's just sitting in their room alone. And I, is this how people are? Is this like, because people got used to it over the last year and a half? Like, yeah. I don't know, but it definitely would make sense if people just got used to being alone all the time. I mean, I also find it harder to socialize now than I did before. Like sometimes I just don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to say. I forget that people are like there and can see me and like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird experience. Yeah. And for the longest time too, it was super hard because if you weren't doing anything, what did you have to talk about? I mean, and no one wanted yeah. to talk about the only thing on the news was COVID. No one wanted to talk about what they were seeing on the news because everyone was sick of hearing about it. So it, it was definitely much, much harder. And I think still is. Yeah. Like during, I think the first lockdown, I was trying to come up with something to say to make small talk on a phone call. And I literally told somebody that I ran out of paprika. And then I was like, but don't worry, I got some more. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say anymore. I literally, that was literally the only thing I could think of that had happened. And that's not even anything happening. It was bad. You ran out, you ran out of paprika. <laughs> It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in German, it's the word for like red pepper, or like for peppers though. So oh, gotcha. there's a very interesting fact for you. <laughs> I'm not up to spice though. So how has working from home 
been for you? I know a lot of people actually liked the change and I know some people didn't. So like, where did it fall for you? I love working from home. I love it. As I've said before, I think offices are a scam. (laughs) I think it's just like, I mean, I know it's a totally different experience for me than like my coworkers who have kids or my coworkers who don't have space for an office or, you know, a lot of, for a long time, you know, schools and stuff were shut down here too. So parents were suddenly working and taking care of their kids. And that was a really, really hard time. Um, for me though, I have really, really enjoyed working from home. Um, I think I mentioned that I went to the office for the first time a couple of weeks ago and it was really lovely to see my coworkers who were there on that day, but the stress of like getting up and getting ready and putting makeup on and finding an outfit and making sure I have something to eat here or, uh, like once I get there or, you know, finding a desk and trying to stay focused while there's other people around, which I'm not used to anymore, or yeah, making sure I make make it to the train on time so I can get home or get back or whatever. It's just like all of this is so unnecessary to me. Like I don't want to spend my time this way. I would rather get more sleep or have more free time or whatever. So I'm really enjoying it. And I get to be with the cat all the time. And Alex works from home, I mean, for months, maybe even a year. We were here together all day, every day. And like we worked from, we both worked from home the entire time. Yeah, which is a lot of time to see another person, but it went like shockingly well. Not shocking because like we don't get along, but shocking like seeing another person that much is is really a lot. And you don't have anything to talk to about your like with your partner anymore either. You're like, oh yeah, I you know I did this and this, and they're like, yeah, I know, I was here too. I saw you do those things. Like I yeah. can't even tell him the paprika story because <laughs> he knew we were out of it. He's the one who bought it at the store. <laughs> it's yeah, just like. Yeah. Once you strip away outside life, there's just nothing. Yeah, I don't know. There was a time, I forgot senior year, we started the year hybrid, and there were times when we were completely aligned. And then I think towards the end of the year, we may have been back to all in person. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, but it was towards the very end of the year. And um, so mom was never taught online. So she was in person. Yeah. Um, but dad did teach online at some points. And at the same time, Chris and I were both also at home doing school. Mm -hmm. And so there were like, there were really funny things about it because like, if dad couldn't find his math book, I just walked downstairs and handed him mine because he was my teacher. (laughs) Um, so there were, he was your teacher during that time. Yeah. He was Uh, senior year. Dad was my calc teacher. That's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, there were like, it wasn't all bad. And I actually really like, I, I kind of liked being at home since they were also home. I mean, that's the thing is it depends on the situation that you have. Like I mentioned people with kids or whatever, but also people who live alone. I know, you know, the people that I know who are in that situation, it was also really hard for them. 
I at least have another person or a cat or, you know, something. <laughs> There's some more mm-hmm. life in, in the apartment than just me. Um, but yeah, people who are living alone, I think that was also especially hard. Yeah. I think that's what I was trying to articulate. If it was, if it had been just me, that would, I would, oh my gosh, I would have been driven up a wall. I think that's why so many people went and got dogs. <laughs> but Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's impossible. Like any situation you're in, there are people who have it better and people who have it worse. That's just always the case. So you can either always say like, oh, this sucks for me because this person has this better situation or, oh, I'm so lucky because I don't have it like this. But like whatever situation we're in, we just have to make the best of it. We just have to get through it. Like, And you will. You always get through it. It always gets better eventually. Um, But yeah, it was and is (laughs) super hard. Um, I mean, how, how did that make you feel? Like, okay, you told me what it was like going through your senior year like that, but what do you feel about that? Like having had that experience or do you feel like you missed out and like, that's upsetting or do you feel like, okay, it is what it is. Like, it's not that big of a deal anyway. uh, This is very much just like in my own experience. I know a lot of people were still having a great time, but it's hard because I'm not friends with these people anymore. So I can't ask them what they were thinking, but Mm. towards the end of junior year, when we kind of came out of lockdown, still kind of lockdown, like that summer beginning of summer. Yeah. Um, that the summer going into senior year, I lost a lot of friends and I don't know if it was because, you know, people had been cooped up and bored for three months. They were, Mm-hmm. stir in the pot and just wanted like people just wanted fights or some I don't know it it could have been anything so I think maybe that's why partially too I was not so excited for senior year because I had just lost all my friends like what did I have to look forward to but so senior year was overall more it was very rough it was more rough than positive I would say so that's sad because it's I don't think it had to be that way. I don't think it would have been that way. I think I, oh my gosh, I ended junior year on the highest note possible. And I thought senior year would have just been the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely really sad to see how much my high school experience changed. Um, but I know a lot of people did not have that experience, obviously. So, um, but it was, no, there were just so many things like, that made it hard and like stressful when you're, I don't know. I feel like when you're in high school, you think that like all of your friends problems are also like your, I guess they are your problems a little bit, but I don't know. Like maybe not. It's like when other friends were like struggling with their mental health or X, Y, Z, it just, it, even if it, even if there's nothing you can do, them just telling you about it takes a toll and that was happening a lot. And I'm not saying people are burdens, but <laughs> it just takes a No, toll. I think. I'm going to get tired of hearing so many, like, that no one's having a good time and all anyone wanted was to have a good time. And there were just. It's hard to protect your own mental health when everyone else is also in a tough position. And yeah, exactly. I think when you, not to sound like. 
I just think that as you get older, it's easier to support someone without taking taking things on your own plate. Like I'm able to be there for my friends, I hope, um, without like I can empathize without taking those exact intense feelings on myself. So I, th- I think just as you get older, everything just becomes less intense, <laughs> not in a, and not in a bad way. Like everything's so boring now, but it's just like, everything has a little bit more perspective. Everything has more context. You've been through more things. So, you know, probably how more things are going to turn out. And so it's a lot easier to like, just take things one step at a time. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> Basically, like, it, yeah, I feel like my senior year was not what it could have been or should have been. I, you know, I look at even my senior year compared to Chris's, which was my junior year. And he, like, he got out when the getting was good. Like, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. so it's just, it's just like, God, if I was born a year earlier, I don't think it would have been quite so bad, but. Girl, try being a millennial. You're like, God, couldn't I have been born 10 years earlier or 10 years later, either direction? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, But actually you were just, what you were just talking about, like taking things on your plate. And it made me um, just think about how when we made our Taylor Swift episode, we talked about how a lot of times people just want to be understood. And I heard yeah. this quote the other day that um, it was on a podcast actually. And someone said, work to understand, not just to be understood. And I mm-hmm. wrote it down and I made a note to tell you, cause I just thought it was like, it was talking about people that like were fighting. So like kind of the same thing that we were talking about, but I just thought it was so interesting how that's not, as much what we we're talking about anymore, but like the Taylor Swift episode, I guess it's also super important to just like understand, like what you were saying, like to empathize, like understand people, not just have your needs totally expressed. It's like the same thing if you're fighting with somebody, and it's like you need to make sure that you're listening to actually hear what they're saying, and not just listening to respond. Yeah, exactly. Can I just say? I just wanted to tell you, I I know this doesn't help now, but I feel like every bad experience that I've had, if you just wait long enough, something better covers it up. And, you know, maybe therapists would say like, don't cover it up or something, but it's just like something bigger, like, I don't know. It's like this big, warm blanket of whatever good experience it is comes and just like makes that other thing seem so insignificant. Like, I don't know, maybe I had bad times in high school. I can't remember them that well anymore. And I don't know, it's like, okay, that was probably really tough, but there's so, I feel really sorry for you guys um, being at the age that you're at and going through this experience. I think it's a particularly difficult age and it's supposed to be full of these exciting times and so much like so many new experiences and meeting new people and all this excitement. And I feel like it it is really sad that you guys are missing out on a lot of that. Um, but I think in the long run, there's just so, so many good things still to come that it's, it's the, 
the knowledge of how much that sucks is just going to fade. Yeah. And I think it definitely already has started to like, even you asking me these questions, it's hard for me to think back even to just a year or two years ago. Yeah. But I also think part of me may have just been trying to block that out a little bit, but um, anyway, so I have another question for you and it's kind of relating back to like how things are going there, but what do you wish that people were doing differently and what are people doing a good job of? Like what's frustrating and what's not so bad? Well, I am a big rule follower. Um, So (laughs) if there's a rule about what we're supposed to do, I am definitely going to follow it. And what is extremely frustrating to me about this whole situation is how many people think that they are exceptions to the rules. Um, Like if the rule is to cover your mouth and nose, just effing do it. Mm -hmm. Covering one or the other doesn't help. Or like if the rule is you can only meet X number of people, just follow that rule, you know? That's what's so frustrating to me because I feel like the rules that a government can actually implement don't go nearly as far as they need to to actually protect us all. So if we're not even following rules that they are able to implement, then we are missing a huge target, I think. So that's what's really frustrating to me. Um, What are people doing well? (laughs) Well, there has been... um, a big increase in like digitalization here, which has been really nice. Like before all of this, you couldn't, you couldn't pay with a card in a lot of places or a lot of small businesses didn't have online shops or, you know, stuff like that. A lot of places here, you can now scan a QR code and get their menu on your phone. So you don't even have to touch anything. Um, What I think, yeah. What I think is also really good here is there are rules. Um, I would have really struggled being – it seems like you guys have kind of been in the Wild West and just my personality type and my anxiety, I could not handle that. I think I would have really struggled being at home. Um, Like here, you have to show your – like. Um, we have QR codes. So you get like a, once you get vaccinated, you get a little QR code to scan and then you scan it in your app. And then that's what you show if you go to a place that like requires a vaccination or a test or something. Wow. Um, yeah. We have something like, we don't have that. That's actually really cool. But at my university, every day we have to do a health screening and you need, you have to show it to get into the dining hall. Um, but of it, like you don't have to show it to get into any other buildings, but you're supposed to like have it done. Um, mm-hmm. what does that include? The health screen, just asking you, like, have you traveled internationally? Have you been exposed to a positive case? Do you have XYZ symptoms? Okay. Just those sort of like screening questions. So obviously there's no, like, it's much, much less official than a vaccination QR code because you could just lie. <laughs> And yeah. that's the unfortunate thing is that people do because you go into the dining hall and there's a kid like hacking all over and you're like, I know you lied. Like one of the symptoms is, do you have a, or one of the questions is, do you have a cough? But then mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, 
okay, if that's this kid's only way to get food, yeah, then I can't blame you. But it just seems it seems like it's almost one of those things that my university put in place to protect them. But yeah, it's I can believe that. Yeah. Anyways, you were saying so these QR codes. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. I mean, just that, like, yeah, you you have to wear a mask to get into certain places or to get in anywhere. I I haven't been inside and not worn a mask in a very long time. Um, or even like Alex's family lives in a different state and they have different rules. And we didn't realize that, um, you have to have a different kind of mask there than you do where we live. And so he actually got kicked out of the store as he was paying because he had uh, a surgical mask instead of an FFP2 mask, which like are both, you know, official masks, but he... Mm -hmm. He had the wrong kind, so he got kicked out, and that was pretty embarrassing. He, yeah, it's like you don't want to feel like you're not one of the people following the rules. You just didn't know, mm-hmm. but that would not happen here. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. My university has a rule like masks are required in any university building unless you live in a dorm. If you live there, you're not required to wear a mask, like walking around or like going to the bathroom or something. But if you have like guests over who obviously don't live there, they're supposed to still wear them. But at home, like our state doesn't have any like mandates right now or anything. So Mm -hmm. that definitely would never happen at home at a grocery store, which is super unfortunate. I mean, people here are big rule followers anyway. Like if you cross a street on a – if you jaywalk, basically, you cross the street on a red light and there are children around, you'll get yelled at because people would be like, you're being a bad example for the kids. So (laughs) I think that's just kind of a cultural difference. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I guess you've already covered this, but is there anything else that you feel like is different about this college experience or like anything that you kind of feel, yeah, kind of disappointed about or anything like that because of COVID? It's honestly – I mean, this is something that won't change for a very long time because it's the rule now. We wear masks in our buildings, but it's super weird not knowing what people look like. Yeah, that's true. I meet these people in class, and then I think if I just bumped into you walking around, we would not recognize each other. And, like, you'd think, no, you'd be able to tell, but no, you cannot. (laughs) Like, we walk out of the building, and, like, we can, like, take our masks off and kind of like, oh, I'm walking this direction, I'm walking this direction too. And I, there's been so many moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, like that is not what I thought you looked like. And it's, <laughs> I don't say that, I don't say that. But in my head, I'm thinking just like, just like, wow, like your face kind of like, or your brain like fills in the gaps and you picture this yeah. person and that's not what you thought they looked like. So that's super, that's super, super weird. I'm ready for that to not be a thing anymore because that it just really every time really throws my brain for a fast one. To be honest, um, I I really liked. Um, there were some times when we were required in the city center to wear masks, um, and just times where it was like good sense to do it because we didn't mm-hmm. know how it was. Yeah, and to be honest. Um, 
I really liked that. Uh, just my experience, I get a, I have a lot of weird experiences with creepy people out in public. And for a long time, it was like anytime I left the house, there was some weirdo bothering me. And that didn't happen when I had a mask on and headphones on and sunglasses on. Like it was kind of nice to be semi invisible for a while. Yeah. That um, makes sense. I mean, obviously, overall, COVID is horrible. Like this has been a very shitty time for everyone, but it's just like, uh, just kind of like this weight of, I'm not being perceived. And if I'm not being perceived, I'm not going to be harassed or bothered or anything. Or like, it was really nice when now people don't do it anymore, which sucks. But at the very beginning, people really gave you six feet of space on the sidewalk. And yeah, it was nice for the first time ever being in a public space and not having men just run into me and never say excuse me, never even acknowledge that I was there. Just like for the first time, not constantly being run into on the street and having people move out of my way if I was walking down the sidewalk to give themselves distance from me. It was like, yeah, this should be how you walk on the sidewalk every day. You should never just be running into me. Why is it just happening now? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm, first of all, really sorry that you have those experiences, but I would have, oh my gosh, I would have never even thought that that was like, that that effect came out of this whole situation. It was so nice. Everything else sucked, but those things were just, oh, I could breathe. It's like, oh, finally, I don't have to feel angry. I feel terrified, but I don't have to feel angry every time I walk on the sidewalk. I will say it is super frustrating. Like you, if you go to a store and they have like the dots on the ground, like six feet. And I feel like I do a pretty good job of staying six feet away from people. And then there's someone like butting up behind me. I'm like, back up. I don't want you like right on top of me. It's so, uh, yeah, that really bugs me. This should not just be a COVID rule. This should be no one should ever be in my six-foot bubble. I should always have six feet of space in the world. Don't come any closer unless I say so. Like, yeah. I deserve to have that amount of space just in the world. No one needs to be right up on you when you're at the grocery store or when you're, you know, on the sidewalk or on the bus or whatever. Like, give people their space, especially women. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> No one needs to be closer than six feet to me ever again. <laughs> okay, that's not true, but you get what I mean. I get what you mean. Any other topics that you wanted to talk about? I just had another real quick question because – so over Thanksgiving break when I took a COVID test, um, I couldn't go and, like, get one at the pharmacy. I had to, like, schedule one. Or they had to like, you had to call and you had to like do a screening over the phone ahead of time before they would let you take a test. And I couldn't even get one until I would have already been back at school. So I had to like go in, dad had to go and buy one for me, like an at-home test. Mm -hmm. So I was just wondering like how accessible are things like that to you guys? Super accessible. You can get 
um, like an at-home test at any pharmacy. And also a lot of workplaces will offer them. Like my office now, you can get up to five um, rapid tests or I don't know what you guys call them, but the like fast at-home tests uh, every week. Oh, wow. Every week? Yeah. So one That's for every so workday. Nice. Yeah. Wow. And for a long time, you could get, I don't know if that's true anymore, but for a long time, you could get a free test at a testing center. Uh, I think also once a week or something like that. But we live across the street from, um, we, we live across the street from what used to be um, like an event hall, which turned into a vaccine center, which I think is now back to an event hall. And we also live across from a testing center. So anytime we need a test, um, like when I came home, then you just go online and schedule a test there and certain kinds are free and certain kinds you have to pay for. So it just depends on what the requirements are. But yeah, it's pretty easy. And when they made the rules that like you had to, if you weren't vaccinated, you had to get a test to go to a restaurant or to go like into stores or whatever, these like pop-up testing facilities were everywhere. Like Anywhere that couldn't open to do what it normally did um, outside of COVID, like bars and stuff like that, they opened as a testing site. Wow. Yeah. So there's lots of testing. That's definitely different than here. I know (laughs) neither mom nor dad are offered free tests every day. They don't even give them at, at dad's school. They aren't supplying masks anymore. But I think they said they gave teachers who were wearing them every day. They weren't requiring them anymore. So teachers that were wearing them, like dad, were given 50 bucks or something, like, to cover the cost. And I was like, uh-huh. that is like, <laughs> yeah, that was, I don't know. I just found that so funny. But, yeah, for, I don't think we typically have to pay, depending on where you go to get them. Like, maybe if you go through your health care provider, it's different. But just to go to okay. a pharmacy, I'm not sure. I actually, I haven't done it, so I don't know. But um, hmm. yeah, when dad said he went to the pharmacy to like buy the at-home test, he said they were like pretty, pretty expensive, which is what hmm. I've been hearing. So yeah, that doesn't seem like the way to do that. No, definitely not. I mean, I've, we have bought some too. We haven't gotten them all for free, the at-home ones, but I think they were like five bucks. Yeah, ours was not, it was not five bucks. It was a bit more than that, but Anyway, it's good to hear that at least, even though things are bad there, at least you have access to a lot of the things you need to help you feel safe. Can I add one thing? Yeah. So we talked a lot, like we talked a lot about how it was for you going through this at the age that you're at and the stage that you're at. And like I said, there's always better and worse situations and I don't want to compare or like say it's better to be any certain age or something like that going through this. I think it's it's hard for everyone in different ways. Um, but I definitely feel like I've lost – everyone feels like they've lost something. But just for me in my particular situation, and I know a lot of my friends who are my age also, we feel like we've lost the last like years of being young Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's been really sad. Like I didn't get to celebrate my 30th birthday um, 
which was really sad. I mean, luckily, Alex organized a really, really nice 29th birthday for me um, that was really socially distanced. Like I wasn't closer to my friends than six feet, but we got to see them outside and like they all set up nice things for me. That was great. Um, but it was really sad not to be able to celebrate this birthday. It was sad, like losing the last years of my twenties to just sitting on the couch. Um, and like, (laughs) yeah, it sucks, uh, that being a woman, especially a woman my age, like our whole lives are just taking clocks and everyone's always asking, when are you going to hit this milestone? When are you going to hit that milestone? Why haven't you done those things yet? It's like, yeah, because there's a ton of stuff in my life that I still want to do. And now I feel like I lost years of my life to go do those things before, you know, I'm potentially in a, you know, very different situation if I end up having kids or something like that. And I don't know. It's just. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure it also changed your attitude or maybe not yours, but people's like attitudes about having kids. I know totally. one of our family members posted on Facebook one day how her daughter was reading a book and they were like describing a lady in the book and they said she was wearing red lipstick. And she asked her mom, she was like, how did they know? Like, wasn't she wearing a mask? And she had to Ugh. explain that that's not how it's always been. And like that the book was written in a different time. And that just really blew my mind. And yeah, so that was so sad to me, like that for kids, like this is, this is all they've known. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you don't have a lot of memories before you're like six, seven, eight. And so like, if you are those, maybe you do, but if you are those (laughs) ages, like this is your, these are your first memories and they're just probably staying at home and not being with other kids. Like, should be able to. So I get what you mean. I think it's definitely, it's hard on everybody. It's hard on parents. It's hard on people your age, my age, kids. Yeah. Like we're all losing something in different ways, depending on, yeah, maybe the people we've lost or the time we've lost or the, yeah, social skills we've lost. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what we have to do then once all of this it will finally be over someday and there will be mm-hmm. some kind of rainbow at the end of this horrible cloud. What? Are, wait, what is light at the end of the tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> rainbow at the end of this cloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so you know what we have to do when we finally are out of all of this horrible COVIDness? Have a 30th birthday party for you? Well, that, yeah. I'm going to have a 31st birthday and I'm going to call it turning COVID 30 because last year didn't count. But we have to do what grandma told us to do when we all went out to lunch together. What did she? Oh, remember? She She wanted it. She told us, order whatever you want, get appetizers, get lunch. Do you want dessert? Get a fancy beverage, like get anything. We're going to have a great time. I just want you to have this awesome memory of this lunch. So just live it up big time. Live it up big time. That's what she said. (laughs) So that is what we have to do is live it up big time. Live it up big time. Yes. I hope (laughs) no one is listening to this and feeling super depressed. I hope everyone's excited to live it up 
big time when this is over. <laughs> exactly. And in the meantime, while we're in this situation, I think it's really important. I'm I have to do this myself to like make lists of things that we actually can do, things that we're looking forward to, things that we're excited about just to yeah, keep the mood up. So even now, you can live it up big time. Well, I'm Stephanie and I'm Lauren. And this was I've been meaning to ask you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>